Hey, Andrea. We got to see Jen after a hiatus and we searched, we seized, but did we hit? That is the question. That is a great question. And I don't know if we'll agree. I don't know either. But this is Eric. This is Andrea. And this is Hallmark Mysteries and more. This podcast was created by fans for fans and is not affiliated with or sponsored by Hallmark or the Hallmark channel. All right. So a little recap on this movie. So this movie was one that aired, I believe, originally on the app in 2022. So that's when I first watched it. So it's a garage sale mystery, Search and Seized. Search and Seized finds Jen's friend Miles running a police auction that features items seized in a money counterfeiting operation. When Miles turns up dead, Jen suspects he may have gotten involved with criminals to solve his debt problems. So yeah, this is one that um, I think they, I don't know why they just decided to release it. I know it was close to being finished from what I've read and what I've heard. Um, This is one that when it went on hiatus, you know, because of Lori Laughlin's legal situations, they kind of dumped four movies. So she was, they were planning on doing all four. So this is one that got finished. There's a second one that is close to being finished, which I'll share a little bit more in my trivia time. And then the other two, I don't think were ever even started. So this is kind of one of those movies. So in case you're like, oh, what movie is this? I know it aired last week. Um, And I want to say that was the first time I've seen it on the Hallmark I'm channel? pretty sure it actually did air last year yeah. because I thought on our, and I did not watch it. I'm not a huge garage sale mystery fan. So this will be a little foreshadowing, but <laughs> it, um, I, I believe I remember it being like some little bit of conversation about how this one that had been produced a while ago and then it showed uh, during whatever, some, some rando weekend, you know, garage sale marathon. And so people were talking about it. I believe so. But I, once again, don't quote me. I am not saying I'm an authority on this one. I think it, I think it did air before, but I'm going with you brand new to me. So that's where we'll roll. Okay. Well, overall plot enjoyment, what do you think on a scale of one to five? To figure this out though, I have a question. Okay. Is Miles a reoccurring character? Have you seen him before or is he like just for this one? I don't even know who Miles is. Miles is the guy who gets killed. The then auctioneer clearly he guy. Is not a okay. reoccurring character. Okay. Because he seems like her best friend kind of thing. No. So I didn't I didn't He's not, not a reoccurring character at all. Okay. So he just had he had Four minutes of Hallmark fame. All <laughs> right. Well, for we do our little ranking one through five, our plot enjoyment. I gave it a three, a meh, right? It pretty much will say it, for me, it had all the flavor of like tap water. Just there. Not great. Not terrible. I found it a little boring. I was also confused for half of it. The guy who shows up and is like, I'm a NASCAR mechanic. Hey, Jason, let me follow you and your son around as you look at cars and going to get you in this. I'm a car salesman thing. Like, 
I was just confused by so much. And it seemed that they maybe had a two and a half hour story and the editor just said, I can cut right here. I'll just cut here mm. and we'll make it fit 120. It just did not flow for me. Uh, the mystery. Okay. The murder. Well, I know there was, was a pair, but the actual murder, like when he showed up, I think he could have showed up and had like, I don't know, a big sign on him saying, or maybe, maybe like Miles could have had a, a shirt with like, I'm with murderer kind of thing, because he was so obviously guilty, right? As soon as I saw him, I'm like, well, there's the killer. He didn't even That's have to funny. like do anything. So, oh. you know, the, now the other part where it's with his partner that, you know, I kind of figured it out, but that wasn't as blatant as that. That guy just looked shady, right? I'm like, I'm slim shady and I'm going to go kill somebody. And I, I expected it. So like I guess I, but it was okay. I think like the characters have been obviously established. I think maybe they were a little lazy by this time. And mm. funny you say that. What, what, that the question, is wait, that is very what, similar. I have one quick <laughs> question. What I thought. <laughs> what and I'm going. Sorry, I don't remember her name. What's is it? Sally. What's her friend's name with the shop? Danny. Danny. Sally. Danny. Danny though is absolutely wonderful. She's a mm. great character. I like her. I do too. So do too. and once again, I'm doing all this, saying, admitting I have not watched. All 17, I think I probably of the 17 seen five total. So I have not gone through the whole series by any means. Okay. Oh, That's my man. take. Man. Where, okay. Well, where are you coming from? So I have seen all of these and I will preface with this was my favorite uh, mystery series before it went off air. I mean, I guess behind Gourmet Detective because that's tops for me, but this was second. So I really enjoyed this. I looked forward to August having that month where they just, every Sunday we got a, we got a new garage sale. So, um, I, the first time I watched it, cause I did watch it about a year ago for the first time on the app and I enjoyed it. You know, it's fun to go back to rags to riches, but this time when I watched it, I gave it a three as well. It felt very much like everyone was kind of phoning in their performance or maybe the script was not quite as tight as usual. And again, it could be because I think this was, um, I think they had a week left of filming or a week left of things to get done when production shut down. And so they kind of did this after the fact. So there could be some things that weren't tidied up because of, you know, the fact that they pulled the series. Um, but it did not feel like the strongest movie I would say at all in this series. And I agree. It was kind of, you know, a little dull in places. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of going into the mystery. Cause my next takes are, are related to the, our mystery minute. So what do you have for your mystery minute? How did you, how did you enjoy it? Did you have lots of twists and turns for you or just kind of, eh? Well, as I said, he, as soon as the guy showed up, he didn't have to you say a it. word. I knew it. Now, um, what is her name? Uh, Irene, right? She with the fedora yes. and everything. Like that was interesting. The red herrings in it, where they kept thinking, "Oh, it's the crime boss guy," and is he tied in? 
okay, but they never really got me too involved. And if it was, so what? So I, 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 tap water. I agree. I mean, I think the mystery was, it was okay. It was a lot of red herrings. It was your traditional, you know, very Hallmark old school feel for this movie. Like the guy in prison that, you know, dies kind of to kick things off, but he didn't necessarily, I mean, it all kind of tied together, but not in a nice tight, oh, this really makes me love this movie. Or I love how they put in these little pieces. It felt more like let's just throw this on the wall and let's throw this here and let's see if we can kind of confuse the audience where I just don't think they, they tidied things up as well as some of the other movies. Cause I had watched the surfer movie multiple times now. Cause that one seems to air every weekend or every time I turn on, on a weekend, it's the surfer one. And so I like that one. Um, but this one just lacks some of that. And I feel like even from the acting too, I think everyone kind of, it felt a little phoned in. From the regulars right and the i guess the um i just remembered because i forgot i was thinking that the irene was part of the killing but she was part of the con- she got the, killed the, the, <laughs> yeah she was part of the counterfeiting and the other part of of just sort of the shenanigany thing but the 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 assistant who was like oh i'm going to come help you that was once again whatever hallmark mystery one-on-one character of all right, look for her because she has just enough of a role that, you know, she's going to be, end up being at the end of it. Like, it was just everything, it was mailed in. Is, that's all I can say. So I would but say, I can tell, could you so. tell, I think, I can tell a difference between this. So like, you know, your old school back when they first started airing these, my old school, like 20, what, 17, 18, 19. 2020, even there. So there was a definite feel of this felt like that formula where I feel like some of these newer mysteries that we're getting are a little bit more breaking that mold. They're not quite as cut dry. They have more going on. Like even just thinking about, you know, the, the true justice that we just watched, there was just more action. There was stuff to do and it just felt more alive than this felt. And so I don't know if it's just kind of their, their, they're branching out and trying, you know, meteor scripts or putting more, you know, more to do with the characters, making it just more interesting. Cause this one, I really felt like it felt, you know, it did feel, it felt stale. And I guess it's no, you also have gone through the whole Aurora ones, right? Yeah. I've so that's a, sim- that's a similar amount. I think it's yep. got 18. Yep. And from what I've heard, I made it through a couple and then I watched, you know, randomly, I probably have seen four, four of those, but do you think it's just the fact it's hard to maintain fun, original, interesting things when you're doing that many of them, because it just seems the same characters, how, how many different ways can you go? It's probably a lot of the same people still doing it. They just all right, we got to get another one. You know, it's August and Andrea wants her Gracile mystery. So got to get one out there. Well, this seems coming, like that's too many. Coming from someone who loves Murder, She Wrote, and there's 12 seasons with 24 episodes a season. That is a chunk. I still love them. Does it drop off a little bit? Yes. I'm right now in, I think, season 11. And 
It does, but Cabot Cove is the ones that I really love. Some of the ones where they go to other places, you know, they I could take or leave the mystery. But the ones where Jessica Fletcher is not in them because that was, I think, like season eight, she stepped away because Angela Lansbury didn't want to be filming. It was a lot. It's a brutal schedule for her. So she stepped out of some of them and had like a friend solve the mystery. Those do not do well. Like they, people did not like them. Even if you go on forums now, people like I skip those episodes. I'm like, I want, I want Jessica Fletcher. I don't want the the sidekick who comes in for the episode. Those didn't draw people in. And so um, I feel like you can keep that story like without losing some of it, but it is really the character. I mean, without, if Angela Lansbury would have phoned it in maybe season 12, yeah, you're going to feel that. But I would have taken more. I would have kept watching season 13 season 14 on dvd like i own you're making a face what <laughs> I, I i don't know i have to like i watched that one episode and the one i watched you told I me i one, chose the I worst tell one you. yes i will tell um, you which one to watch but i will say despite saying it was just meh it wasn't bad it was, you know, is watchable. It had some of the fun things we want in a mystery. It just wasn't something where I'm going to be, oh, it's on. Like, I still will go. If there's a gourmet detective on, I'm watching it. I know every single scene. I know everything that's happening. I know when the jokes are hitting. I know when the romance is hitting. I know when the character, who, who it's going to be. And I don't care. I just enjoy it again and again and again. No, not with this. I, I probably will never watch this one again. That's so, how I would feel about this but, too. This is probably a weaker one in the series. Having watched the whole one, this is not one that, like the surfer one again, like I had referenced before. And if anyone's watched the whole series, they probably know which one it is. That one I can go back to. There's another one I think where they it's like a band member and there was some stuff that went on and that one I can watch again. Those stick I, out to me. I, two Two more things. Yeah. And we can move on. One, I <laughs> I don't know. Somehow for people listening to the podcast, we're on Zoom. I don't know what I just did, but I had balloons just take over the screen. <laughs> so, all right. That was amazing. Well, I, I guess that's good because I was about to say something positive about the We're going to celebrate. Is Lori Laughlin does look fantastic. She just, and I, a little spoiler, we talked to Gerilyn who is the uh, um, costume designer for for Grass Sale Mysteries. And we talked and she said that was her favorite uh, character for her to dress. And I will say she does look fantastic. I look at her and I'm like, that girl's got style. Mm -hmm. The other part is what the hell is with the restoring the car and it being the vet and bringing it in and then like I don't have enough money I can only buy this clunker and then we're going to buy it and restore which will cost like 6000 times more but we don't worry about that right but then okay I get started with it and then I'm going to give this car that I just saved up all my little bit of money to to the guy back and now I'm going to be riding my bike again Sarah's like that was I don't even know what the point of throwing that in the movie was other than hey we need to fill an extra yeah. 7 minutes and what do you got for us? Yeah. So it just, I, I, like I said, the things that were just so random and confusing, I just didn't understand. I guess maybe that's put him at the auction lot. And so I don't know. 
Well, usually they do give a storyline to Jason or one of the kids. And so like it is sometimes random, not always related to the movie whatsoever. And I feel like that was their storyline, this movie, because Jason wasn't in it a lot, you know, so kind of going into our next segment too, is the romance roundup. I love that this is like a husband and wife already married. They're not solving the mystery together. So that to me is a huge plus. I love that they do this with this movie. Um, They didn't, I mean, Jen and Jason and this one, they didn't have a ton of scenes together. They've had more scenes in other movies and you can feel their relationship a little bit stronger in other movies. I would say, um, I'll be curious to hear your take since you haven't seen all of these. Um, and then I think Danny and Jen had great scenes. I know it's not a romance, but like their business partners, like those scenes were great in the store. And then the same with Jen and the detective Linwood. I think those guys are, I, I love those two together. He's probably one of my favorite detectives in a series. I really enjoy him. I wish he would be cast in some other mystery movies because I think he is a strong detective character and can play that that role well and I would love to see you know have them in another you know ongoing series that they have so let me let me hear about your romance let, okay. I'd love to hear I, this I'll start with the detective there okay is he the same been the same actor yeah yep. I thought he looked different nope no, same granted, guy. it could be later okay yeah well same guy secondly I agree with you as I said Danny character I love her and I think that from a friend thing they really do have that going on and that's a really nice relationship and getting to Jen and Jason being married, he's just, I mean, heck, I got a crazy wife who goes around hanging with all these dead people, but hey, honey, have a good time. I'm going to sit here with uh, Junior and fix up the Mustang. Have, have a good time with the dead bodies. <laughs> so he's, you know, he's a very understanding husband and they seem to be nice and happy. And so... Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have sizzle, but it's got a very nice comfort. Like, do you think what do you think your husband would be if you're like, oh hey, honey, I've I've now run across the 17th, or I, there's probably multiple dead bodies in one of the in episodes. So I've just run across the 20th dead body. So I'm off to solve a case. I feel That's like the he other would thing. be very much like Jason. That would be my husband, is very laid back. So he would be like, that's just do you, want me to pack, do you want me to pack you a lunch? <laughs> so. Oh, but well, what about is... characters? Like, who is your favorite character? I would love to hear this. Danny? Well, I did like Danny, but for my roundup, I'm going with Owen Wilson, who was the thug. And the reason why is he's been in four different Hallmark mysteries as he's always like the same kind of guy. And he's in these Hallmark mysteries. I remember him in mystery one one when he's running through the cornfield um, chasing or getting chased. I don't know if he's chasing or getting chased. And uh, it just, I just looked at him and, you know, it's one of those guys who just has a role in Hallmark. You're talking about the detective should be in more Hallmark mysteries. This guy you'll just keep seeing his face pop up again and again with these little roles. So enjoy him. He was in uh, Crossword, Terminal Descent. He was an Aurora Tea Garden one. And he was in a Mystery 101, like I said, which I don't remember what the name of it is. That's funny. Like I said, he's just that guy. Oh, well, uh, mine, mine was Greta the Talking Parrot. That is my standout character. Uh, I loved the Good Night Irene a little bit. Um, May have been the best actor. I mean, that parrot 
that she or he, I'm not sure which one, but man, just were amazing. But here's the thing. I believe, first of all, I think it's a cockatoo. Oh. But I don't know. Maybe a parrot. Two, it's so like trite where the talking bird is saying like the murder. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's once again a dialing it in type. As it's a lady, they could have had dialed it. in, and I ate it up. <laughs> but I'll although agree. Irene's no, I- hat had my second bid, I loved that hat, that red hat. Yes, that was my second choice. Not Irene herself, but that hat. Loved that. Agree, and she wore it with just Style. pure, <laughs> like in your face. This is my hat. I loved um, it. <laughs> oh. Okay. Ready for your, you you have any trivia? Yeah, I do have a trivia. So there was one more movie filmed that had one week left of editing. So I kind of hinted at that earlier. It was called Three Little Murders. Now I was kind of, you know, scouting out online. Um, I don't know if it will ever air, but, you know, maybe if they could just finish up, if it's like a week's worth of editing, I feel like, hey, why not throw it together and just put it out there, put it on the app again, see how it does, and then maybe release it onto Hallmark if that's what they are just kind of basing to see how numbers are, see the response before they put it out. But I feel like they should. I mean, there's enough of us who still, I will watch it, you know, even if this one wasn't my favorite, I still love this series and would, you know, I would love them to come back and do it again. Plus I feel like it would be a little bit fresher because they've had this break. They might be excited to come back to these characters once more. Maybe since they don't have all of it, they'll just have to like cut it down to two little murders. Yeah, there, change the name and do that. That's just edit idea. out one of them and <laughs> keep rolling. Okay. So my trivia, we're talking about uh, Irene and her and her hat. That actress is named April Tulloch. And she's actually been in three different garage sale mysteries. She was in the pilot episode where she mm. played the garage sale lady. She okay. was in episode 10, Case of Murder. And she played Anne McNary. I could not tell you who Anne McNary was. But then she also played this one where she was Irene, two-sided. I don't know. She's a bad person, but she ends up getting murdered too. So there. But it's kind of interesting how they just have the same character, same actor come in and play play different people. Also, the, um, the guy, the vet guy, he was in a previous one as well as a different character too so they just reuse them it's kind of like one of your favorite shows golden girls her they have the same actors come in and it's like the new boy he's the boyfriend again even though he used to be the boyfriend of a different name miles. and stuff like that yep. so right yeah not so, just miles I mean, they've done it with several of them. Uh, i mean but. so is murder she wrote murder she wrote if you watch it um the one who ends up marrying grady who is jessica fletcher's nephew she is in so many episodes until they finally pair her down and marry. So it's kind of interesting just to kind of As see different them characters or the same mm-hmm. person. Okay. Yep. And the same with Mort, who is the sheriff in the last few seasons. He is in as a, I think he's a policeman in one of the earlier ones and like a, a salesman at one of the stores. So it's kind of funny how they reuse. And I'm sure it's probably easy. They have a good relationship and, you know nowadays it's easy to see that but you know back in the day like you didn't have as many reruns and you weren't watching it like this so you might not have noticed i'll do a little little tease or 
it could be Geraldine told me some fascinating oh. thing about casting that can take Ooh. place. So when that episode airs, you'll have to listen to it because it just blew me away. And we can talk about it. That's a good tease. After there. Yeah. We can just how it's possible. Crazy. Oh, I just can't crazy. wait. Well, I want to do one final, uh, another one that I forgot to, you know, warn you about, but I want to throw in another little segment because I feel like we should have any final thoughts. So just kind of wrapping up, you know, before we do our homework, chill and recommendations, any final thoughts on this movie? Because I had a line that I wrote down that I found highly amusing slash foreshadowing um, that I would love to share. Do you have any final thoughts on it that you're like, ooh, this is something I forgot to share? I will have one last one. Do you did you ever see um, on Netflix Eurovision the movie with Will Ferrell and no. Rachel McAdams and they sort of they're from Iceland and they yeah. end up going to do Eurovision and it's, it's a comedy. There's the guy in there who's the Russian singer for the Eurovision. His character's name is. Alexander Lemtov, played by Dan Stevens. You know, he was in uh, Downton Abbey and he's been in some other things. Mm. He was Mary's first husband. But the character, Alex Lentnoff from uh, Eurovision, the murderer guy who I said just looks shady, looks exactly like him, I think. So when I saw him, I'm like waiting for him to bust out singing some song about being the lion of the jungle. So... You should see the movie. It's hilarious. I love oh. it. If you like me, if you can handle quasi musical, uh, it's it, and it's just funny. But well, uh, I had a line that the girl and I don't remember her name. I should have wrote down her name. The blonde, the other killer. Right. So she was in there and was you know going to take the bird, and she's like, oh, you know, how can we pay you? Oh, Adele. Her name is Adele. And Adele says, haha, How about paying for my student loans? And I was like, oh man, that is, did not age well. And I'm surprised that they threw this in this movie because I'm assuming stuff was probably oh, wait, going I around. Got it. I just got Yeah, it. stuff was probably going around about, you know, Lori's situation. And so I was like, whoa, that line is just an uh, interesting <laughs> one in this movie. I thought, so, I was like, when you're saying it didn't age well, I'm like, oh, student debt forgiveness. Nope, and I'm like, oh, wait, nope. no, Lori and her. Lori. Yeah, and uh, she that's what she tells Lori. And I was like, okay, yo. So that was my final thought that I, okay. <laughs> That is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, so, well, what about recommendations? Anything similar that you know on Hallmark or any other TV shows? I said it before, I'll say, I have a feeling if you like Ross Hill Mysteries, you like Aurora Tea Garden, just a mystery that I goes that on too. and on and on forever. <laughs> and you run into, you know, some person who knows three quarters of the town who's dead. Hannah Swenson's starting to get close to it. But I just think from what I've seen of, of the Aurora Tea Gardens, which is about as much as I've seen of the Ross Hill Mysteries, they just have a very similar feel to them yeah I wrote that's what my first one was as well I put Emma Fielding as well just because that one I haven't seen it in a while but that also kind of has that feel to it they just Uh, I mean there's only three I think so that's the one when she's the like archaeologist professor Mm -hmm. or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah the old school hallmark mystery feel what about our fans corner um anything that you know of that people have said about the movie well 
the fans corner is we were just recently announced that Cases of Mystery Lane is going into production. Mm -hmm. We did have a fan who tipped us off and sent me a link to that prior. So we've known for a couple weeks now, but in deference to Hallmark, because we do want to be friends with them, I did ask uh, Annie Howell over there as well as the writers and they said, this isn't supposed to be public. Please don't say anything about it because we're waiting. And uh, so we had to, had to sit on that. But that is a tip. And we've gotten a, a couple other tips that have come our way. And greatly appreciate when people send them to us. Getting a little sleuther so we can get that action. And what we'll do is someone will say, hey, I heard this is happening. The Victor Webster. Someone sent us that saying Victor Webster just happens to be posting things or doing things where he's in the same town with Allie at the same time. So total speculation, but love it when we get those kind of DMs coming in there with people giving us leads and we can sort of do a little following up or make our own little projections on what we think is happening. And mine, I just had, I do my polls and I kind of asked, you know, what did everyone think in general for the garage sale mysteries? And um, I would say 50% loved it. And the other majority, so like I would say 30 to 40% was they have never seen it before, which was actually shocking to me. So number one was they loved it. Otherwise people hadn't seen it. And there was not many who said they didn't like it. I mean, it was like very small percentage. So if they did watch it, people loved it, but so many have never seen it. And so maybe it's newer people to the mysteries. So if you've never watched it, I would recommend going back and just watching if you like kind of that old school feel. I, again, personally love, I love the garage sale mysteries, especially the earlier ones. They do. And they, there's definitely enough, uh, mystery or excuse me marathons yeah where they show it and yeah. all the episodes i believe all 17 episodes if i'm not mistaken are on the app at least yeah the vast majority of them are on the app so you can definitely get your fill of jen shannon uh if you want and yeah. like i say I've, I've watched a couple of them gave it gave it a shot and just like I said, not my not my favorite i'm like you who really is liking these new feel of some yeah. of the new mysteries where I know we, a lot of people are saying, Oh, no mystery has been good since Emma Fielding and I'm never watching Hallmark mysteries again, but I, I'm enjoying the new little different feel to, to, to the mysteries. Yeah. Well, what's coming up next? What are we, what are we reviewing next week? So next week we'll be talking about gilded Newport mysteries, murder at the breakers. I'm very excited for this. I know you are. I know you are. I am too. I think I think the casting is good. I'm crossing the like I saw the the uh buildings and they I think they did a really good job of finding places that look Newporty and mansiony and things. But like you, I'm crossing the fingers that they were able to budget or at least portray opulence. We mm -hmm. talked about mm -hmm. it with Emma and that her character is specifically not of the mega wealth, but the Vanderbilts are. Yeah. So hopefully they, you know, are able to, to do that. Yeah. And knowing they don't have the budget that probably the HBO does. So also myself, like trying to temper my, you know, 
What? Oh, you got That's a tip? Another, nope, another little, uh, another little tease. Gerilyn has some really interesting information that she shares with us about budgeting for costuming and things like that, that she shares with us. She gave some really cool background information that us as fans probably just, well, I know I never thought about. And then after she said it, like, oh, wow. And it sort of put some things in perspective and kind of keeps, you know, we're Hallmark fans. We let things go, but it just really kind of put things in perspective of what really goes on to make these movies. And it's absolutely fascinating. We also need to talk. We also need to talk about one other thing. You've been pushing it. You've been wanting me to talk about it. I held off. I binged season one of The Way Home. I'll be honest, what I did when uh, last season was around, I made it through three episodes and I said, rooting out, and I bailed. And I know a lot of people love it. A lot of people said, oh my gosh, the best thing Hallmark's ever done, this, that, and the other. And because you want to talk about it, I said, okay, we'll do it. And I watched. And then I watched the first episode and now the second episode. So now we can talk about The Way Home. Okay, so first, so I'll just kind of give my just overall for season one, because I want to really dive into the last two episodes now here with the season two. But my take, I personally loved the first season. Um, I am one of those people who I wouldn't say it's the best. I think there's some great movies series that Hallmark has done in terms of mysteries. But I really did enjoy this show. I also really like The Good Witch. So if I had to compare, I think Good Witch might still have my vote. Good Witch is fantastic. Uh, so- I love the good witch. So I think that one still for me is my top series. Um, so I guess that's where I'm stand there in case people are like, oh, where's your taste at? Probably where mine is. Um, but I did, I did think it was really well done. I enjoyed the characters. I really liked the, I really like how they play with a song in the, in the, in the episode, probably because I grew up, like I graduated high school in 2003. So like, this is my era. These are my jams. This is my music. So that um, really is fascinating. Each episode, I'm looking forward to what what they're going to listen to. Um, I liked the characters. Okay, what do you got for season one before you dash all of my my love for it? You just didn't like it? I see the appeal. Okay. Um, getting all the way through to the end definitely tied it together and... Yeah, bailing after three didn't give it a fair shot. Yeah. But she is just a terrible mom who has major childhood trauma that essentially emotionally neglects and abuses her daughter to go on this thing, to go back in time, to help solve this whole thing of her brother's disappearance. And like... When I was roughly like, how old is she? She's supposed to be, she's about to go to college, right? So she's 18 ish. 16 to 18, I would say. So when I was young, I lost my best friend and I admit it messed up with my head and I had to deal with a lot of therapy to get through it. And she needs to get through a lot of therapy because she just is a very troubled, troubled person. And that kind of bugged me. But all that aside, because this is Hallmark and so we shouldn't go into there. 
it does have a lot of interesting things. There's why am I going brain dead on uh, Evan? What's his name? The Elliot. Elliot looks exactly like a guy in my finance department at work. And yesterday, <laughs> the whole like group was there, and I said, "Hey, Preston, you look exactly like Elliot." Like who? What? So I'm like, you got to pull this up. And the whole department got over there, and they all agreed that so you my, work with my Elliot. Preston or. <laughs> is Elliot. And so I said, are you living a little double life? Like sometimes we just don't see it because they work from home that's so uh, usually. So that's kind of exciting. The ending was pretty interesting. I started, I started getting some things like, is the pond and the kid maybe associated? I also, Kat's first husband, that guy who's, is now is he shady or is he not shady? No, he doesn't seem shady. Okay. He, he's he's just, a Minnesotan, so oh, oh, shady. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Got to tie uh, that in there. He, he just, I don't know, he had a little cringiness to me, but I didn't know if he was or wasn't because I don't know. I started thinking somehow he was involved in no, I don't the think thing. So. And right. It he seems clueless and that he's got a new girl. Yeah. yeah I, I thought maybe somehow he got jealous and threw Elliot into a ditch or something, which obviously did not happen. So he went dark. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what this thing was. So it, it was, it, it was interesting. It wasn't my favorite. And you brought up the good witch and it's not even good. Witch is so good. So good. Fantastic. We could talk about that for a month and a half and I would not, I would not get uh bored, but oh. so, so yeah, okay. there's for okay. season Season one is okay. And I made it through and I did not, I did not suffer as much as I expected. I'd put it as a solid, solid six, better than, wow. better than garage, okay. better than garage sale mysteries that we just watched. Okay. Okay. Well, I want to dive into these next, uh, the first two episodes of season two. So I have some notes that I wrote down and I figured, you know, I can just kind of share some of the notes and then you can kind of share if you even notice these things or if these things are questions for you as well. So I feel like now I will say this, but season two, I was worried going into season two because sometimes shows can lose their way. It's season two curse, I swear. A lot of the shows are just don't live up to that expectation, especially that. with this I always type find of season show. three. Oh, interesting. Season threes are the ones that always lose it for me. So but. interesting. Yeah, mine are usually make or break season two. Um, just like in the HBO, the the Lakers show. I loved the first season. Um, oh, what is that called with the Lakers? Anyway, right. that was great. Season two, it started to fall off. It, it lost its sparkle and they, it got canceled. There is no season three. So that's where I feel like, you know, it can go one or two ways for me. I will say the way home for season two, it is not, um, pulled me in like season one. So I will say that I have not been as like, yay, this is what we're doing. Um, I feel like they have put characters in just to like give them some scenes. So like, you know, throwing in Colton for the flashbacks and um, even some of like her friends, um, the daughter's friends. And um, like, they just very, very short scenes that sure, we want to tie it together. We want to know they're still here. But what is their purpose? Are there, is there going to be a purpose? Are we doing it just because we really liked this actor? Um, or are they going to have a really big role in this season? 
so I have some questions there. I felt some of those flashbacks in that first episode were kind of weird and I didn't enjoy some of those scenes. So with Alice and the chef kid, who, by the way, yeah, some 17 year old who's all of a sudden catering events and all that, whatever. Is she now dating him in season two? Like, I know there was that like awkwardness where they had their thing where he made her dinner and then his girlfriend found out and seemed like there was going to be a conflict, but then it just scene ended. So we don't know. And then this season, it seems like they're boyfriend, girlfriend, but I don't know. I didn't get that. I I got friends still, Okay, but yeah. like it, I mean, I, I feel like she seems like she, Alice is still back, you know, in 1999, 2000, like she's still back in that time piece and likes that guy who, who knows if they're going to keep threading him through. Like, so that's where, again, some of the flashbacks, if we go a ton, it, uh, it can be confusing. It could lose me. It, I might not be as invested, I guess. Okay. Now, going into the next one is the going back in time. How do you feel yeah, about that's, that? That was my next that was my next note as well. I'm a little hesitant. Um, how long are we going to spend in eighteen fourteen? Um, it seems that that Lingenmore estate that they keep bringing us to, that that big house is going to play a role in this season, or it seems like they have that little pond. If you've noticed, they've shown it a few times, that little fountain, I should say. And okay. I'm like, is that going to become a time travel piece too? And then it seemed like Elliot knew about the past. Like there was a notebook and he seemed to kind of know like, oh, that's my grandfather's or great grandfather's. And so I feel like, wait, so are we going to learn that like he can do stuff or maybe it's through this pond or his relatives, you know, that's who she, I think that's who tried to, I think that's who shot Cat is that Lingenmore estate people. So again, there's a lot of questions and I feel like they need to maybe tidy it up or I'm going to, I'm going to watch the episode again. I've only watched each one once, but I think watching it again to kind of get the names down helps or at least it did the first season for me and so I want to do that again just so I can kind of track all of these people and try to match them up with present day because I feel like there should be a thread between present day and 1814 and if not I feel like that's a huge miss I feel that well first of all the ending of episode season two episode one that was just fantastic when she gets shot right? Yes. Like did not see that coming. Great, great end. Uh, just boom. As far as going back in time, as you know, I'm not completely sold in the, in the series. I'm a six. I think it has the ability to get just corny and lose me really quickly because it just becomes silly. We needed something for season two. We needed a new way to swim around in this pond. So now we're back in time. It's going to be a very tight rope for me to be able to maintain my interest. Mm. The other thing is it just seems a little bit got to get moving with some of the things that are going on, like the Elliot and cat relationship. Just it's like, okay, we understand this, but it's just 
got to go forward back. You got to go somewhere with it. And it just seems like it's just kicking the can, kicking the can, kicking the can, and no real developments are taking place. And that's where I'm just finding, yeah, they're going back in time, that aspect. But as far as like real character developments, doesn't seem like anything's happened in a while for me. So we'll see. Yeah, I agree. And the same with Dell. Like, I still am like, does she know about the time travel? Like, she's playing it. And I like that Annie McDowell is playing it kind of like this. You're still puzzled as like, what does, how much does she know about this? And, you know, what threads does it play? I also found it intriguing, like Jacob's running around in 1814. And, you know, Kat has supposedly, you know, found him. But I feel like I'm like that, man, they're going to resolve it that quickly. Like in three episodes, we're going to meet Jacob for the first time. That seems really fast for a season two. Um, so I will be curious to see if, if that is Jacob that she saw running for sure. And it seems like it based on the previews for this next episode. I thought the woman said who helped her out. I thought she said that was. Yeah, I know. And that's where, but you know, sometimes they'll be like, yeah, it is. And then you get there and you're like, oh, it's actually a different Jacob. It's not my brother, Jacob. It's another kid named Jacob. Um, That woman's Elliot's relative, right? I thought so. And so that's where they had the same name. Right. And so that's where I'm like, that's where I have to go back and kind of listen, because I feel like, again, that estate plays a, the Lingenmore estate plays some sort of role. Otherwise, why do they keep bringing us back to this house? And Elliot and Kat are both hearing like voices there. So that, that's why I'm like, well, why does Elliot all of a sudden hear these voices of like ghost or whatever's, you know, he's hearing. So the whole thing is it's intriguing but I'm with you like this could go south real quick for me or it's going to keep my attention. So like my, I'm still there, like I'm still enjoying it. But again, it's a very tight rope for me as well as, is this going to keep chugging down a good path or are we going to, we're going to hit, hit the wall and I'm going to be not as excited to watch it each week. So do you have any fan corner for this and what people are thinking about season two so far? I, sh- I didn't do episode two after episode two here, but after the first episode, people were all in. So uh, the people were higher on it than probably I was. Um, and that was, I mean, I guess to be expected. A lot of, I haven't really heard that many criticisms of it yet. So I, again, I think people are pulling along and then we'll just, I think the next few episodes really are a make it or break. What do they do? Do they find Jacob? How is this going to play out? Does Dell start to time travel with them to see Jacob? Does he come back? Um, does he want to come back? If they drag him back into the pond and he comes out, is he going to be Cat's age or is he going to still be Great question. nine? Great this question. Is, this is weird time travel in this in this movie or series. Yeah. I mean, yeah, with going back to 1814 and if he's still nine there but they're pulling him back into Would 2024. Have... So it seems like he should be 40 or 36 or however old. Yeah. Cat is. And then the same with like, what looked like Colton, the shadow of the back of his head was watching the fireworks, watching his family. And that I'm thinking they'll come back to that. Or why would they have shown us the back of some man's head watching the family? That's got to come back in at some point. And we have to learn who, who was that? All right. We're going to jump back to season one. Okay. When, see the other thing, Kat kills her dad, whatever. 
So you didn't cry at that. I did not cry at that. Oh my I'm like, God. see what you get for not dealing with your trauma. Oh gosh. And he looks up at her and is like, recognizes her. What do you think? Is that like a, oh, I'm dying. So this is as I'm passing type moment. Or was this something that he had known and just now let on because he was dying? Well, they could really play with that. I don't know if they intentionally did that for this next season, if they knew there was going to be a season two. But I feel like because they left it open-ended, they could play with it like, yeah, he's time traveled and he knows what his adult cat looks like. And that's why he knew this was going to happen. But then you get into the time travel. Are we going forward or backward? And then you kind of lose some of the, like the time travel rules, which it's going to lose people too. <laughs> okay. So I asked Benjamin this, I'll ask you, if you had access to your pond, would you go backwards or forward? And where, when, I should say not where, when. Mm, I would say, I feel like backwards and like to my childhood and like be more present because I feel like when you're a kid, you're not, you well, don't appreciate. You're not going to be, if you're going back and you're a child again, you're not going to all of a sudden have this awareness of. No, that's what I want. I want my awareness, like an adult mind, but in my childhood. No, you're going to be back there eating your boogers and doing everything uh, else a little kid. No, does. gross. Nobody did that. Or I didn't do that. You did when you were a little kid. Guaranteed. You eat chapstick. Did that. <laughs> yeah. I'd go back. What would you do? I I'd go back and enjoy the eighties again. I had a great time then do it again and just have fun with it. It'd be, it would. Now I would say, as you said, having your awareness of an adult and going back, because I've had this discussion with many people. I went to this prep school that was really high pressure and I had a blast I've discovered as an adult, a lot of people had really bad times because they were just either stressed. Uh, they just had a lot of family pressures, all sorts of things that were going on. And most people actually did not have a great time. Or there were other people who I just sort of looked at and as they're the popular person. So I'm not going to talk to you and put them in their clicks and didn't really know them, but just sort of created who they were. And then I've got to know them as adults and several of them I've just become really good friends with. And I discovered they were nothing like who I thought, who I assumed they were in high school, mm -hmm. because I once again, never took the chance to get to know them. So I would like to have that awareness to go back to those years and these people who I think are just absolutely fantastic people and get to know them at an earlier age so I could know them for a longer time. In fact, two of them have unfortunately passed. One died of anorexia and another one died of, she had some like hyperthyroidy type thing that just uh, destroyed her, which was terrible. So it'd be great just to get to know them at a younger age so that's what i would do i wouldn't want to like relive or change things because no. it was fantastic but yeah just know people with an adult mind yeah see you said same i would like that adult yeah, mind. you want to do it when just... you're like five well no not five like 
I would say like the nineties. That's when I was okay. my formative years was like in the nineties. Okay. Okay. I can just have that. You said, as, you said as a kid. So I was thinking like a little kid. I wasn't thinking you're like oh, no, going to your prom eating boogers. No, my prom would have been in the two thousands, early two thousands. But the, uh, I mean, I do think that going back in time, I think a lot of it, um, cause I was listening to Allie's interview and she had said the seventies and eighties. And I think a lot of it, especially for kiddos, cause she is in her twenties, which is a kiddo to me, but right. you didn't grow up without social media, without phones, you know? And I, I literally probably am one of the last generation, um, like in that Oh three, cause some people had phones and they were with flip phones. I, and a lot of us didn't, like, I never had a cell phone. Um, in high school. And I think that is an era where if you've never experienced that, there is a mystique about it. And I am so glad I didn't grow up with that. You know, I, it just is, it's stressful <laughs> to have to think about that on top of, you know, going through your high school formative years and then having that on top of it, just how connected everyone can be. And it's hard to shut off and having everything at your fingertips, again, blessing and a curse. Exactly. 100% agree. 100% agree. The yeah, you know, I'm Gen X, so I can go back to it where you do just disappear. I, yeah, I went, I drove to uh, from Michigan, went with my friend, we get in his car, and we drove to Syracuse to go look at the school one weekend without t- just got in the car and went. Didn't tell parents, didn't do anything. You could just disappear and drive multi state away, right? Today, my daughter lives in Boston. I talk to her every single day. I'm pretty sure what's going on. If she, if I text her and I don't hear back in 15 minutes, I am convinced she's either dead in a ditch or she's kidnapped in a trunk and I'm in sheer panic mode. Whereas like you could just disappear for days and your parents wouldn't care. It was such a different time. Such a different time. It was, it was. All right. Well, we'll stay tuned for what we think about the rest of the way home. Uh, Both of us sounds like we are either going to love or at least tolerate it for you and fall off the wagon. I just realized maybe I'll time travel to before I watched garage store mysteries, garage sale mysteries, not garage store, garage sale mysteries and uh, saved myself that hour and 24 minutes. Oh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, but yeah, I'll save my time travel for a bigger my, my dip in the pond for something a little bigger than that. Yeah. yeah I don't okay, Andrea, this is a lot of fun. We'll be talking next week about the, the Gilded um, Newport Mysteries and episode three to see if it's turn, taking that good turn or bad turn. Yeah. We'll see. Make or break episode. All right. Good night. Bye.